0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California.
1: Please visit our website at audiodharma.org.
0: So welcome, everyone. This week, um, we're having our daily life practice retreat, and so the... um, The theme I'd like to explore tonight is connected to daily life practice and the themes that we've been working with for the week. And one of the themes we've been working with this week is thoughts, working with thoughts. And I'd like to take a kind of different approach to this this evening. What I want to do is to explore uh, what I'd like to call reflective practice, which is using thought in our uh, spiritual exploration. So a a sort of a way to use thought, a skillful way to explore what's happening for us through the use of thought. I'd like to explore a couple of different, um, a few different ways to do that, and we'll do a little bit of um, practice with that to give you the flavor of that. So um, I find this style of practice to be particularly relevant in daily life, partly um, because Well, in the first place, you know, when we're we're engaged in our lives, we are really out in the world and we're taking in a lot of information. And everything that we see, we hear, we smell, we taste, we touch, everything that comes in really impacts us. Our thoughts impact us. What we hear on the news impacts us. What we hear other people say impacts us. And often we are kind of um, not so aware of how all of this input affects us. And so this reflective practice begins to give us a sense in particular about how words impact us. It's actually quite startling when we start to see just how powerful words are in our minds. So I'm going to describe, we'll just start right in. I'll describe a basic reflective practice and then we'll try it with a few very simple words and give you a little bit of a flavor of how this uh, how this works. So with with reflective practice, one of the forms of reflective practice is to basically allow yourself to settle a little bit in your normal, usual way, perhaps. Maybe with the breath. Just let go of active thoughts for two or three minutes, say. And then um, drop a word or a phrase into your, into the stillness of your meditation, such as it is. I mean, it's probably not going to be that still after two or three minutes, but it will be still enough and, uh, and just be open to how that word or phrase lands for you. It's kind of like if you have a pond, a still pond, and you drop a pebble into a pond, you see the ripple effect on the surface of the pond. And likewise, when the mind is settled just a little bit, when you drop something consciously into the meditation, there will be some ripples that can be known. And the the practice here is simply to receive the ripples, get familiar, become aware of how this particular word or phrase lands in your experience. So we're going to start right in and then I'll talk a little bit. I want to give you a taste of this. I want to give you a flavor of this and then I'll talk a little bit more. So, um... Just let yourself relax. Settle in. You can find yourself in any posture that's comfortable is fine. Take a few breaths. perhaps allow yourself to settle with just the simplicity of breathing for a minute or so. And for this reflection, in a minute or so, I'm going to I'm going to do the dropping into your meditation. I'm going to drop drop a couple words into your meditation. And uh, you'll just see how that lands. And so relax and be receptive to how you are right now. And the word I'm going to drop in right now is struggle. No need to try to do anything. Just notice how your body responds to that word. What happens to your mind? Does it create an emotion or a mood? Just be with your experience. Struggle. Again, how does this word land? Struggle A different word peace. this word impact your body, your moods, your emotions? Peace. Peace. How many of you noticed something happen with those words being dropped in? Most of you. How many noticed a difference between the words? So I just like to to point. Uh, let's let's just hear a few actually just hear a few um, maybe one or two, two, two or so of you could share. Anybody willing to share what you noticed with the, with the words? Great. I noticed with the word struggle that I there was a lot of pressure um, in my upper chest, and um, first it was um, more like tension, and then it just turned to pressure. And with the word peace, it's kind of a bland. I can't really <laughs> describe it. Uh-huh. It just kind of felt more bland. Okay. Uh huh. Anyone else willing to? Yeah, Michael. No. Yeah. Um,
2: with respect to struggle, I had a bodily reaction. I really felt like squirming, and uh, with peace, I was. Much more like, that's interesting, blocking, sorry, on your name. Um, Jeannie. Jean, yes, my lord, I know Jane well. Um, it felt more bland. There just wasn't, yeah. Not was, a lot, not was, a lot there. Right. But, I, I but also
0: not a lot of bodily reaction. It's, no, it's like, I can't yeah.
2: say I felt more uh-huh. peaceful. Uh-huh. I just felt not any reaction.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah anyone else will wait wait for the mic (laughs)
2: Um, that uh, thank you for repeating the, the word struggle three times because the first time it landed in still waters and it took quite a while for the water to suddenly start to churn and by the third time, I, you said it, uh, the physical, the visceral dislike, the sense of revulsion mm. finally kicked in. Mm-hmm. When you said peace, it landed like an over-fried, rubberized egg. It just, mm-hmm. boom, bounced. Just <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, <laughs> no no response. It didn't, uh, well, I was a pretty strong visual, actually. Uh-huh. uh and then later on, you it came. I, I found this yearning,
0: uh, okay. uh,
2: and I don't know quite how to describe uh-huh. the physical sensation of yearning. I assume it's everybody here kind of a
0: pull pull towards, or you
2: know, when you want to hug somebody.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh-huh. Thank you. One more, Sabrina. With the word struggle, I immediately noticed that my breathing got deeper, like I was getting ready to do something. And it pretty much just stayed that way. And um, like several other people, I had very little reaction to peace. Mm -hmm. And I kept looking for something. just wasn't, didn't seem, to, didn't be seem to, to be there you know peace is actually this is interesting actually I, I, I haven't used peace that many times in this, in this kind of context I often use a more uh, lively word for that second one but um, um, I'll just say a few words one is that it's what I find so interesting about this is just how most people did experience some kind of a response to these words And this is one word, right? (laughs) One word producing an impact on you. Think of how many words go through your system in a day and how much impact they have on us. So this is one way to just begin to understand basically how powerful thoughts are in our experience the power of thoughts, I mean, you, you know this kind of intuitively sometimes, you know, when we're, we're meditating, and something comes up, a thought comes up, you know, you're, you're sitting there, and, you know, it's like, things are, you know, you're just right in the moment, and then some memory comes up, and it's a memory of something that you did, and often with that memory, which is a thought you know it's a thought happening in the present moment often with that memory there is a response there is a reaction if that memory is about arguing with somebody often the feeling of the argument comes up if the memory is about having a good time with somebody sometimes the feelings of happiness can come up and so we we see this happening a lot actually only we don't really understand it as being the impact of thought so Also, I think this points to just how sensitive our bodies and minds are, how sensitive our organism is, how um, when we even take two minutes to settle a little bit, we can feel the impact of a word. And so part of the um, uh, exploration of reflective practice is to use this capacity that we have to be present when we are thinking and to see how certain thoughts land for us so one way to use this basic reflection practice um, is you know uh, and sometimes a lot of people say to me well how how can I you know I have all these questions I need to like figure out how to live my life and is there a way I can use my meditation to help me with that is there a way I can I can explore um, how to make a decision with some of these tools that we're learning? And there is actually using this kind of reflective practice. So one one thing that I sometimes suggest if somebody has a decision to make or um, something they need to um, to decide on, you know, let yourself frame a question. It's important that you have the question before you go into this reflective practice. Frame your question. Actually, it can be helpful to think about your question for a little while before beforehand. You know, um, frame your question well. You know, it might be it might be that if you're thinking about two different options of life, you might want to frame. Uh, kind of a simple a simple approach to okay how would it feel to make that decision you know what would what, what, how, how 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 does it how does it feel inside if i choose x so you know kind of keeping it simple and then in your um, meditation you can settle for 5 minutes or so and then have your question ready And drop your question in to your meditation and see what happens. It's like again, drop the question in and see what ripples. What are the ripples? Sometimes the ripples seem out of left field. You know, don't don't judge any of the ripples. Just take what comes. And then keep coming back to the question. You know, sometimes Those ripples can be thoughts. They might be thoughts. They might be feelings. They might be full-out emotions. They might be body sensations. And so just in that, dropping in that question or that thing you'd like to reflect on, be open. I sometimes talk about uh, that kind of openness. It's like let that question be like you're ringing a doorbell and wait to see what answers the door. You don't have to go looking for anything. Let it come to you. And in that, letting it come to you, just notice what's obvious. Just what's obvious there. And then go back to the question. It's it's helpful with this kind of reflection, rather than, like, if a thought comes up, don't chain off of the thoughts. Let go, note the thought, note what's come up. But then kind of come back to your breath for a moment. And then repeat the question. So just keep coming back to the question. You might do that for five to seven minutes. Even as long as ten minutes. And just keep noticing what what ripples up. what, What bubbles up. What body sensations, what thoughts, what emotions appear with that question. What I usually do or like to do for myself with this kind of practice is have a pad of paper next to me. I would do this at a separate time from your regular meditation practice. I have a pad of paper next to me. And um, when I'm finished this time, you know, this, this, you know, no more than, I don't know, 15 minutes at most, say five minutes to settle, 10 minutes for the reflection. Could be three minutes to settle, seven minutes for the reflection. So, you know, 10 to 15 minutes about for this kind of practice. So it can happen in little places, little, little cracks of time in the day. And then after you've finished that 15, 10, 15-minute 15 period, just write down what you noticed. I usually put my question at the top of the page and then just write down what I noticed. I'll do that reflection maybe a dozen times over the course of a week or two. Same question, and just each day, kind of notice what comes up, what bubbles up. After a, a dozen times of that, so each time I actually I don't think too much about what it meant for a while. This is this is the way I've used it, and it's been it's been very interesting, very very helpful. Um, so. After that first time, just take some notes about what you noticed. After the second time, again, just take some notes. Don't go back looking at it. Don't try to figure out what it means. Just let it um, be. And after about a dozen times, then go back and read through what you noticed. And then maybe start reflecting about it. What, what, What connection does this have? What What is the connection between what I experienced and the question? So I'll give you an example. Um, At one point, I was curious. This wasn't a decision, and so this is another form for this kind of reflective practice. I was curious about, I had just started the meditation practice. I was maybe a year or so into the meditation practice, and I was exploring ethics and was curious about what the benefits of ethics are. You know, it's like, heard a lot of people telling me how, how important it was to engage in ethical conduct and the precepts and all of that. But I wanted to understand for myself, what does this organism think is the benefit of this practice of ethics? And so that was my question. So I... Um, I, I framed the question before the meditation. I went into the meditation. The very first day, it was, it was the, the first one. I, don't, I, I kept the notes. I don't remember what all of they are, but what all of my responses were. But the very first response really stuck with me because it was out of left field. It felt like, what on earth does that have to do with anything? Um, so I, was, uh, I dropped in the question, what are the benefits? What are the benefits of ethics? What are the benefits of um, virtuous behavior? And the thing that arose was loneliness. And again, it's kind of like, huh, that's odd. But I took my note (laughs) and I went, you know, I did it for two weeks. I did this practice for two weeks. And at the end of two weeks, as I came back and looked through everything that I had said, you know, everything that had responded, I had responded, various body sensations, various thoughts, uh, some ideas, some um, other body sensations, some emotions. And by the, by the end, as I came through uh, and reviewed, I understood basically that loneliness as being the consequences of not being ethical, that when we are not engaged in ethical conduct, it separates us from people. That ethics ethics, is a connecting force in our lives. And that was a, a perspective that I hadn't really, you know, consciously taken in. And it was a beautiful framing for me around how ethics is not, it's not just about thou shalt not, but it creates a container of, Community, so that was an example for me of like not not judging what came up, and also not immediately trying to figure it out. So, um, so this is a I offer this this practice for you as a um, a tool. It can be used to explore dharma themes. It can be used to um, explore questions. It can be used in so many different ways. This this practice of picking a a phrase, picking a question, and then just letting it be there and seeing how you respond. More more recently, I've used questions like this around my own practice. And it's not so much that I sit in meditation, but it's just like I'm holding the question in my life. Holding the question in my life and, 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 like, at various times in my life, having that question just be present in my life, something will happen and it'll, it will resonate. It's like that question will, will, will start to ripple. And it's like, oh, pay attention. This is somehow connected to the question. So there are various ways to use that, this kind of question in your, in your life, in your practice. Another kind of reflective practice. And this one connects to the daily life practice that we're doing this week pretty clearly, pretty strongly, and also to what we were talking about last week. Some of you were here last week, and we were talking about working with challenge, working with difficulty in our daily lives. And um, one person asked at the end, you know, Things happen so fast in daily life. You know how do how do I do this? You know it's like I find myself already reacting, and um, it's pretty much after the fact that I begin to see what uh, what's what's happened. And so it's like the tumbling into the reactivity happens so fast in daily life. How does one begin to? Um, have a little gap or a little space so that we can start to meet those reactions. And um, I talked about some various things last week and the thing that I didn't quite have time to really clarify or talk about is the use of reflection for this. And I'd like to describe this too and then give us a chance to explore this one um, as as an exercise. So... This is, a, this is a kind of reflective practice. If something challenging or difficult has happened in your life and you did get reactive and things kind of spiraled out of control and you're interested in understanding what happened and you're interested in exploring the, um, the emotions and the, um, perhaps how you might bring a Dharma perspective to that situation. So this again uses a container of meditation and then uh, we, we allow um, ourselves to recall a situation from our lives in the meditation. And again, this is using thought. You, know, you bring up a thought in your mind of a conflict, you will most likely experience some of the emotions of that conflict. And in that moment of doing that in your reflective practice, you get an opportunity to get familiar with the things that happen in you when th- that kind of situation comes up. So you you get... Um, it's kind of like you're reliving it in a slightly less charged situation. And um, you're knowing as you're going into it that you're going to be bringing up a charged situation. So you're kind of prepared for the rising of emotions and may be able to see how the emotions unfold for you. So this this gives you some practice with... It gives, it's, it's kind of like, you know, um, when we're... You know, we think about, you know, how do I bring this practice into my daily life? And yet what we do in meditation practice is mostly sit in silence with our eyes closed, breathing, trying to let go of thoughts. And um, that helps to calm us down and it does help us to get familiar somewhat with some of our emotions. But it doesn't give us the skills or the tools for the fast pace or the interactions in our lives. And um, so... Making the leap to daily life, to dealing with challenging situations in daily life, really helpful to find ways to practice that. And this is one of those tools. Um, Giving yourself some space and time to do this reflection, bringing up the thoughts, bringing up the situation, and watching the reaction in your mind in this more controlled setting. So this is a a way to practice being with reactions to real-life situations in a more uh, safe container, perhaps. Because we don't have to um, uh, be so... mm, We, can't, we, don't, we don't have to like, be worried so much when we, if we're sitting alone in our room while we're dealing with these things it's like we don't have to be so worried about what's gonna, what actions are going to come out we're sitting quietly and we're just watching the emotional response so let's try this I'll guide you through this one. there's There's several steps that I like to take people through with this one. So this is a little more complex guided meditation, and it is being recorded. so if this is useful to you, um, you know you can come back and listen to to this, play it again, and see see how it works for you. So to start with, call to mind some situation in the past week or so in which you'd felt a sense of struggle. It doesn't have to be the most challenging thing, but if you're if you're interested you could you could try that. You know, uh, pick something that you feel up to meeting in this moment. Allow yourself to be as relaxed as you can, calling up this situation in your mind. Let yourself call up the event fully, recalling details of where you were, who you were with, what you were saying any moods or emotions you were feeling. Details about what other people might have been doing or saying. And while you create this recollection in your mind, at the same time track how this is impacting your experience right now. So let yourself check into your bodily experience. How is your body? What moods or emotions are coming up right now? See if you can bring an interest in the exploration itself. This is really an opportunity to learn about yourself. Let go of judgment, of resistance, and keep checking in to your response in the body, in the mind. Is there some aspect of this experience that is an opportunity for learning, for growth? And as you reflect on that question, how does that impact your present moment experience? At this point, let go of the image or the active recollection of the experience. And see if you can recollect or reflect on how mindfulness practice might support you in this situation. What perspectives of the Dharma might support you? This might be compassion for self or other, might be recollection of impermanence. might be reflecting on the possibility of not taking things so personally what dharma understanding or practice understanding might support you in a situation like this And see how your body and mind are as you reflect on that as well. And allow yourself to let go of the reflection entirely now and just come into how you are right now. There may still be some lingering ripples. Just open to those ripples, those waves. And allow a really big container for that. Let those ripples get as big as the space in the room, expand out beyond the room, and be released into space. Is anyone willing to share what you noticed, what happened?
1: had kind of a challenging week so it wasn't very hard to find something to work with but um, today I just had a really challenging situation and um, and they, it seems to have a theme anyways which is either I don't know how to do something or someone who's supposed to do something for me doesn't know how to do it and I just lose my mind a little bit so you know it's unpleasant when I I get very tense and tight and um, when you said think about um, what did you ask us again think
0: about um, I asked a couple questions is there some aspect of the experience you could learn from or what's an opportunity for growth and then how might that a perspective of the Dharma support you those two questions
1: yeah so I think the, the Dharma part I think for me especially just coming at it with a kind heart not just to myself but to other people because honestly the unfiltered response sometimes which doesn't always come out of my mouth is I don't care if you don't know how to do it figure it out don't Don't even tell me but Uh um, um, but and I think um, also just the realization is this happens many times during the week every single week to me and every almost every time it gets resolved one way or another so just like a gentle reminder of, hey, you know what? This happened yesterday. <laughs> uh-huh. So There's, that sounds like another,
0: a, a reflection. That's That sounds like the, the growth, growing opportunity is just yeah. to re- recollect, this happens a lot. It's, you know, it comes, it goes. That's the impermanent kind of reminder.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, I haven't died yet. <laughs> you know, nobody's nobody else has died. It's all been okay. And so, you know, I think the, just taking it with some ease and some kindness allows me to be like oh okay you know here's that thing again let's just
0: and so this kind of reflection then you might be able to draw on this to remember that orientation so I'd be curious if that happens. You know.
1: Can you say I so? So, sure like, I understand.
0: Just, um, when you find, having done this kind of reflection, having consciously done this kind of reflection, it may well be that you remember this the next time this kind of situation comes up, and that memory may bring along with it, oh, kindness. Mm. <laughs> so, and and that may be accessible for you. So, I mean, that's part of how this practice can support us in daily life. Great. So, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Anyone else? Maybe one other person. Yeah, thanks. Um, I
3: haven't had a lot of challenges in the past week, so I brought up something that was maybe two or three weeks ago, actually, when I was on a retreat, where I felt a lot of grief um, for, I don't know, I was really lost in it for like maybe two hours And so bringing up that memory in my mind, I was. And then you mentioned, too, you know, what perspectives of the Dharma can help us. Um, So I thought, okay, so the three characteristics, right? Impermanence. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like, I think at the time that I was going through the grief, I kind of knew that, too. And then I was like, okay, all right. And then I was like, dukkha. And then my mind piped in, and it was like, damn right, it's dukkha. (laughs) (laughs) Bingo. (laughs) That doesn't help. And then the third characteristic, it's like, well, this isn't this grief isn't not not I, me, or mine. And then the mind was like, oh, right, like that was something I didn't recognize when uh-huh. the grief was really strong right. on the retreat. But it's something that I see a little bit now. So I feel, I don't know, like hopefully the next time something like that is about to occur, I could.
0: Sometimes using, I mean, basically what I was asking you to do there is to bring wisdom into the reflection. And sometimes that's another way to use thoughts in our lives, is when we're struggling, if we're caught in a traffic jam, you know, uh, rather than um, getting all anxious and frustrated, it's like just remembering you know this is not personal this is it 's not about me here, and um you know maybe even bringing bringing into mind you know potentially something's happened that somebody is in pain or something that there's there's an accident or something, and so bringing in wisdom reflections of this is this is impermanent, it will go away, this is um, based on causes and conditions it's not personal so the the at times in our lives when we are feeling a sense of struggle, we can also bring in this question, what Dharma perspective might support me right now? What, what could be helpful? Um, and finding your own ways of connecting with the wisdom of the Dharma. Uh, you know, we each have our own understandings. And, you know, I can tell you that some of the ones I use, but I really find it most helpful for people to find your own your own phrasing, your own language for that. So that's another. That's another um, tool for our daily lives in terms of using thought skillfully and using reflection. It's kind of like little little drops of wisdom. You can insert insert little drops of wisdom into your life. It's using reflection. So it's not. You know, you can't really expect necessarily that you'll have this like big mind blowing like ta da. You know. Um, But it can sometimes give you a little bit of space around something you've been so caught up in. You know, it's like, oh right, this isn't about me. This is just the situation. So, you know, it it can really help to make it easier for us to be with what's happening in the moment and not be so tied up in knots around it. So then the last piece I'd like to offer... Uh, as a reflection on reflections, the third one, is, um, this is one that I, I really love, and it's a, it's a way of connecting with and seeing, you know, to reflect on, to consciously reflect on, just right now for yourselves, What is your most heartfelt wish for yourself in your life? What is it that you most... What is your heart's desire? What is your deepest heart's desire? Not, like, can I have a lot of money or something like that, but, you know, your deepest wish for yourself. What is your deepest wish? And that wish... Keeping that wish present for yourself in mundane activities. I was playing with this today. You know, I was like, peace is one of my deepest wishes for myself and for the world. And um, I was driving home and I re- recollected that. And I realized the way I'm driving is not reflecting that deepest aspiration and very quickly the whole experience of driving down the freeway changed it's like if this is my deepest aspiration let me drive with this aspiration you know let me go to the grocery store with this aspiration let me carry this aspiration with me it it is possible. I mean, it's like we have intentions in our day. We have intentions in terms of, you know, why we do things. Like my intention, before that reflection came up in my mind, that my intention was to get home. And uh, that was part of the intention there. I mean, clearly, but that was the, the most prominent intention. And the intention to get home had me being a little bit impatient about the way the traffic was going. And It's like, wait a minute, my deepest intention is peace. You know, if if that's my deepest intention, then let me act from that intention right now. And I've, I've seen so many times when I remember that, when I remember what my deepest aspiration is, it's possible to find a way to connect whatever I'm doing, the simplest thing in my life, with that wish with that aspiration and going to the grocery store being um, being friendly and peaceful to people not being impatient with people and you know the way they're I mean everybody's kind of especially like Friday evening at the grocery store it's like so many people are there really hungry wanting to get home it's really crowded lots of impatience it's like can I open my heart to this? And so it can really transform our relationship to our everyday activities if we simply remember what is our deepest aspiration. So think about that for yourself. Sometimes, you know, if you, if you have a sense of what your deepest aspiration is, and actually it took me a while before I really began to touch into it. When I first asked that question, I was like, I don't know. Wanting to be happy, maybe? I don't know. I guess I want to be happy. Okay, I can work with that one for a while. Um, And so it took me a while to really kind of touch into my deepest aspiration. And then in using it in our day, sometimes it can pop up like it did for me in the car driving home. Um, But sometimes we can use it more intentionally. Like a morning practice, Five minutes before you leave the house, look at your calendar, know what you're doing, know who you're seeing, you know, what your agenda is for the day, and consciously think, okay, so I need to go to the grocery store. How can I connect my intention of peace to being in the grocery store? How can I connect my intention of peace to being in the car? Or maybe your intention is just to be kind, you know how can how can we carry that intention through our ac- actions you know if this really is our deepest intention it's possible to live it now so those are my thoughts about any any comments about anything that's happened any questions comments anything that uh, we have a couple minutes yeah Wait, wait for the, the mic.
2: On the exercise that we had just done, um, I bl- lost as to uh, sort of a sense of is that a one-off thing. Uh, Was that a simply guided exercise for here, or is that a skill set that we can develop?
0: I think that's a skill set that you can develop and use, and it may be um, something that uh, you might revisit a particular situation multiple times to learn, especially if there's a a lot of charge to something, to help you. I mean, the other thing about that is it can help you get familiar and comfortable with the reactions so that you're not... um, so taken by surprise by those reactions in the midst of activity. So if you, if you practice with... I mean, it's kind of like you practice... You know, if you, if you want to learn to practice ba- bas- basketball, you know, you don't start by going and playing in the midst of a professional basketball game. You you practice by yourself dribbling first and, you know, shooting baskets. And then you might bring in a friend and then play with a friend. And then you might do a pickup game with friends. And you know, so you, you kind of build it up that way. And likewise with this kind of practice for daily life, you know, to expect that we can... Go out into daily life and be able to have awareness and be mindful of the arising of things that happen. So, in in the like the professional game, right? I mean, in the midst of the most charged react in situations, to think that we'll be able to be present for those right away after we've been doing sitting meditation, you're not practicing the same thing. And so, this gives you a little bit of practice with meeting. Situations that are real to you in a more contained situation. It's kind of like doing the dribbling.
2: <laughs> okay, Mike. I think that, so. Revisiting the scene and working with it until I'm comfortable with it.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, it can it it.
0: There's so many different ways to use it. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. You might just do it once and then do another another scene another day. You know, it just.
2: This was really charged.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then I would I would try it again. I, try it I will again. be back whether I want to
2: or not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I would try it again. Thank you. So, thank you all for this kind of unconventional evening.